and welcome to the Landlord and Tenant Pod Mess. I'm Landlord James. And I'm Tenant Mike, and I am excited for episode seven. Are you, James? Uh, yes. Well, you know what they say. Lucky sevens. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a, is that a, a gambling or a pool sort of? Uh, yeah, it's, I think it's a snooker? pool snooker uh, uh, fun expression. Just seven is always associated with luck for some <laughs> reason. So Seventh son of a seventh son is another thing that we can say about seven. I have a distant Irish relation who was a seventh son of a seventh son. And it was believed that seventh sons of seventh sons had mystical uh, healing powers. Ah, so that could be you. Well, it could be, but I'm not. I'm. Uh, I just have uh, two brothers. Mm-hmm. And my dad was not the seventh. I'm not a seventh son of a seventh son. What is? What's the difference between snooker and regular pool? Um, we're just going to remind you here that the podcast is uh, uh, the the only podcast with the guts to find out um, can a landlord and tenant actually be friends? Yeah, we're the only ones that have the guts to ask that question. Um, so was, far, not really, but we're only seven in. So only we'll, seven we'll in. See. We have, uh, what does that mean? We have 93 more to go until, uh, <laughs> well, until we, we shall reach the see if we reach conclusion. That. Uh, how was your week, James? Oh, it was uh, not bad, thanks. I'm uh, enjoying the spring, spring, uh, spring is sprung weather. Yeah, uh, what about yeah. you? Uh, I'm enjoying it because, of course, spring is the time when a young man's fancy turns to thoughts of uh, romance. Oh, so I'm thinking about romance a lot these days. Oh, that's great. In what context? Like, is there? Do you about, have a bell or anything like no, that? No, I'm not dating anyone. Not not even talk. I'm taking a bit of a sort of Tinder break right now and Bumble. Um, but I'm just doing a lot of thinking about romance. Watching a lot of rom coms. Um, sort of listening to a lot of like romantic music. Hmm. Uh, so what do you mean by romantic music? Like soundtracks or uh... never been kissed soundtrack? Um, hmm. um, what's the other one? What's the one with uh, the Runaway Bride soundtrack? Oh, I have it on vinyl. Well, that's fun. Warmer sound. Um, well, before we get going uh, on the show, uh, I have a new segment that I'm going to introduce here. So just to uh, give a heads up here, listeners, uh, we're going to sort of break with tradition here. James and I had a bit of a fight about this next segment because I believe that this podcast should sort of be an ad-free zone. I'm not really comfortable with taking money, uh, you know, from corporations, and I wish the thing could could sort of be just the two of us. But James feels otherwise. Well, Mike, I guess what I'd say to that is um, look at how many people watch PBS and then look at how many people watch, uh, you know, Fox or porn. Okay, so you can't compare when, Charlie Rose to no to porn. But when something is free, it's generally not good. When you people make money at it, they're better at it because they're going to put their time in it. And the all, frankly, the only reason I would do this still at this point is if I'm getting money. So we're doing the ad. I I feel obviously exactly the opposite. So we've reached a sort of. Uh, a compromise. So go ahead, James, if oh. you must. Okay. Uh, this episode of the Landlord and Tenant Pod Mess is brought to you by Chunker's Peanut Butter. Feeling sunk? In the dumps? Got the mumps? In a funk? Head down to the store and get yourself a jar of chunk. Chunker's Peanut Butter. The funkiest, chunkiest peanut butter around. If you buy from chunkers.ca, right now, 15% of your purchase will go to the foundation to defund Planned Parenthood. Chunker's, the only peanut butter from the founders of Uber. Chunker's Peanut Butter. Get your chunk on, mate. 
So there we go. That wasn't so bad, was it? So, uh... Get out there, buy some Chunkers peanut butter, and, uh, you know, use Landlord Tenant, uh, say Landlord Tenant Podmas on the website when you buy it, and you'll get 15% off, and as I say, helps go defund Planned Parenthood. Yeah, so. I, I really am not comfortable with this podcast advertising Chunkers peanut butter. I do not agree with their politics whatsoever, but anyway, we reached an agreement, so because James had an opportunity to... Advertise Chunker's Peanut Butter, I am also given the floor to say something that reflects my values um, as a tenant, as a person. Loser. One of the, <laughs> no, one of the 99%, <laughs> actually. There's a difference between being a loser and one of the 99%. So I'm going to read some quotes um, from the radical thinker, activist, and stand-up comedian Russell Brand. I'm going to read two of them. Here we go. Uh, so, here we go. Quote number one. The only revolution that can... Re- and I can't do Russell Brand's voice. He has a very distinct, funny voice, and I can't do it because I'm not going to have accents. The only revolution that can really change the world is the one in your own conscience- consciousness. Sorry, And mine has already begun. Russell Brand. So that think about that for a second. Uh, quote number two from Russell Brand is... Um, Here we go. We have been told that freedom is the ability to pursue petty, trivial desires when true freedom is freedom from these petty, trivial desires. Freedom is freedom from these petty, trivial desires, says Russell Brand. Okay? So, uh, listen to the Chunkers ad. Listen to Russell Brand's uh, quotes and let me know what sounds uh, like the kind of world you want to live in. Sure, and hopefully all our listeners will be able to wake up after that. What? Uh, and wake up in time for our guest because that was totally boring and I didn't even know what the hell he's saying. So, read a book. At least, um, you know what, I'll keep the money we get from Chunkers and you can have your pride if that's what you're into but i'm that suits me fine that suits me fine too um okay well we'll take a break a good opening segment and we'll come right back with our guest they want to eliminate all but the dollar bill and the stars and stripes where will we be what will the world be then and welcome back to the landlord and tenant pod mess i am a landlord no i'm not landlord mike i'm tenant mike i almost uh overthrew you you are (laughs) terrible at speaking (laughs) I'm uh, Landlord James. And I am Tenant Mike. Okay, got you got it, it right Got it there. right this time. <laughs> Get that brain checked. Second time's a charm. Um, so uh, we're, we're here with our guest, Michael, and this is very exciting. Yeah, we're going um, to sort of uh, see if uh, it's exciting. We're gonna, I, I'm going to play a little game here. Uh, our, our guest today on the Landlord Tenant Podmess is a trainer to the stars, except the stars she trains... Have hooves. Can you guess what she they're, does? So they're animals. They're she's animals. An animal trainer. She's an animal trainer in showbiz, and here she is. That was the... You gave away... Okay, you gave away too much in that. Um, yes, here she is. She's an animal trainer. Shellaria Watson. Yes. Hi, Shellaria. Hello. Hey, and, Shellaria. Welcome to the podcast. Now, Shellaria lives, uh, lives in the building here. Uh, Shellaria, what, uh, what's, what's your apartment number? Um, I actually uh, take up uh, the top floor of this apartment building mm. uh, because I have such a large collection of various animals that I require a lot of space so that they can roam the hallways freely and also because they make a lot of noise and smells. It's true. Anyone who's visited here, you, ta- you press the button to the, to the top floor, 
You think you're uh, at the zoo, suddenly. All these wonderful smells, mm. uh, exotic sounds. Uh, My own sense of smell has collapsed over the years because I smell so many pungent aromas every day. Well, that's probably a thankful thing. It's true. You, you, you get in the elevator and you go, okay, penthouse. And then you're like, okay, you know what? Maybe this isn't the penthouse. Maybe this is the barn. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. The animal house. The animal house. <laughs> Great <laughs> flick, too. Uh, it's on my uh, sort of criterion list. Very it, good. Yeah. Um, so, Shellariah, you're an animal trainer. Uh, you're part of show business. Um, tell us about some of the projects you've worked on. Movies, uh, TV shows. Uh, hell, radio shows <laughs> that you've worked on with animals. Well, I don't mean to brag, but I'm sure you've heard of most of these. <laughs> I do a lot of high-profile work. Uh, did you ever watch the show Frasier? Yes. Um, not really, but I've heard hey, of it. Baby, I hear the blues are calling. Toss salad and, and scrambled eggs all over my face. <laughs> Good night, Seattle. I love you. <laughs> I watched so, it all the time because one of my most beloved uh, clients, as I like to call them, because uh, I always put them first, was bulldog. Eddie. Oh, Eddie. <laughs> That's funny. Not joke bulldog. bulldog. Sorry, I got, I, dog got me thinking of animal. But you work with Eddie from Frasier. Yes, yes. That's amazing. What's what's the guy like? I've always you don't you never saw him in the tabloids. That's He's true. really intelligent. He's really intelligent. He, uh, I, I, I was wondering, what is he thinking? What's he thinking when he's doing that deep stare? You know that signature stare of his when he would he would stare right at Fraser. Yes. And I'm sure Kelsey Grammer was wondering, what what is he thinking? Is it true Kelsey Grammer was he lived in fear of Eddie, of the actor who played Eddie because he thought well, Eddie ha- actually hated him. I think he was just a little bit. Um, oh, what's the word? Um, it was an ego thing, I believe, because he, I think he could sense that Eddie was the better actor, and it made him, um, made him self-conscious, I think, on set. <laughs> These actors, their egos are so, so small so and fragile. So fragile. They're like my skin. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, that's fascinating. Um, and, and what else? Uh, I mean, Frasier's a big one. I'm sure most animal trainers would love even just to have that on their resume. Well, I've bred all the dogs that have been in every Air Bud film. You don't say. Huge. Those are so funny. Yes, they're very funny. And I've had to teach them all the different sports, which was very hard for me because I can't handle uh, the balls myself. No, Um, because of your skin. But they picked it up. They picked it up. They had to learn all the rules of of the sports, all the intricacies, all the intricacies. 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 I'm so sorry. No, but don't worry. I'm so sorry. Um, That's cool. Those movies are crazy because I'm a huge fan of the uh, Brampton Boyfriends in the junior CFL, the football team. And, you know, I go to those games and I watch an Air Bud and I'm thinking – these guys have a half decent. Like, if if you got a team full of these dogs, that would be an actually half decent football team. Like they, you know, those Airbud movies, it's crazy. They're throwing passes, they're making touchdowns, doing funny touchdown dances. Like it's nuts. That's really cool that you I, did that. I'm not. Thank you. I'm not a sports fan, but I will admit, uh, basically, the only time I'm interested in sports is when I'm watching a dog do it. 
Oh, thank you. I've been trying to pitch. I've been I've been telling the producers the same things because I'm trying to pitch a film where every character is a dog and the, every member of the team, the basketball team, are all dogs, and they don't think it's viable. But I know perfectly well that it's possible. That's cool. That's a great idea. Because they play little sport games in my home. That's how they practice. They shirts versus skins in my very own. Apartment. Wow. I'd love you, to watch a game sometime up there. Imagine a scene where uh, one of the Airbud dogs slam dunks it, and then the announcer's like, Doggy wanna bone, or something like that. That's pretty fun. <laughs> you and I should collaborate. Yeah, let's absolutely. Um, uh, can I ask you a question? I hate to be to get all fanboy here. Mm-hmm. Fanboyish or fanboy? Um, have you met or worked with the Royale toilet paper kittens? Because those little buggers are so cute, and they're so clean and white, and we all know if you wiped yourself with one, they'd be done. I'd like to wipe myself with one. They're the only animals that have spurned by advances. They will not leave their current trainer to come with me. They're prima donnas. Damn, a little royal kittens, huh? Mm -hmm. Yes. Man. I mean, you you can tell by looking at them. Yeah, they kind of know they're... Good, like I'm not gonna say hot, but they they know they're like I attractive. Think that's fair. That's not fair. like in a sex way, but like they know they're appealing. They know how I'm much they're say. worth. They know how much they're worth. Yeah. yeah, and they're not willing to settle. Not to say that settle for less means going with you, Shalaraya, but they're you know like they've got a th- look a look about them that's like we know we're 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 selling toilet paper here big time. Yeah. Yes, they do. They do, and they do what they do well. And they know that if they switch to me, it wouldn't be the lap of luxury for them because I'm a much more I'm much more of a raw approach than their current trainer. Oh, really? So if they joined up with me, they might find themselves maybe in more films, maybe in more films, mm-hmm. um, maybe playing um, some kind of sidekick to a burglar in, in a film. Mm. Um, but I, I wouldn't give them such a, a luxurious lifestyle that they're used I to. I could see a film where the burglar, a burglar breaks into a house, uses a toilet, and he reaches for toilet paper and just like 20 royale kittens jump out of the toilet paper holder and yeah, like and he goes, kill him. He goes, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's like, ah! And the last thing he sees are all the, like this, this bunch of beautiful little white kittens, very fluffy. Yeah, just choking him out. I would love that. That see, that's the kind of thing. It's got depth to it. It has a message. It's it's saying something. Yeah. But those those commercials where they're just playing in toilet paper. What is that supposed to mean? Yeah, great point. Is it true that the Neo Citrin dog from the commercials is uh has a bit of a uh, nose a nose problem? Nose candy. If you know what I mean. Yes. Cocaine. Is it true the Neo Citrin dog is addicted to the drug cocaine? You know what, actually? It's not cocaine. It is the Neocitrin powder. Oh, my God. In its purest form. That's so ironic that he's addicted to the very uh, medicine that he's supposed to sell. It's like... um, It's sad. It's like never get high on your own supply is a thing that drug dealers... It's an old poem about drug dealers. They gave him a taste for it because he needed to learn to hit his mark so they would put a little bit on his mark so that he would run to it. Mm. But then, of course, he's sniffing it, goes right up his nose, and boom, he's addicted. It's very sad, actually. God. What about the spider in Arachnophobia? Great Jeff oh, Daniels. Oh, I, I can't hear about vehicle. that. I can't hear about All that. Right. <laughs> but do you know? Did you ever you, work with him? I did, and you know what? Guess who taught him how to come out of the shower head? Who? Me. 
Are you kidding <laughs> oh me? God. That's so cool. That's creepy. Very, I mean, very well, job what, well done, but that's was, so creepy. Yeah, what was he like? He was, he didn't think, he was very down on himself, and he didn't really? think he would be he able so to good. fit uh, through the pipe. But I, I t- uh, we did yoga, and um, oh, wow. he managed to he managed to contort himself. I feel like really? you should charge extra yoga for a spider. Eight legs, you know, so much stretching. Yeah, that's funny. That's very true. Um, wow. Dude, are you mad when you see someone like Andy Circus, who's taking jobs away from real gorillas, real apes, real monkeys in movies like? Planet of the Apes, by doing motion capture uh, business instead of um, allowing real animal actors to have these jobs. I think Do you hate him? Well, I don't blame him. Uh, you know, he needs money, but uh, so does a poor mo- little monkey. Thank needs, you. Uh, needs a nice purse. Thank you. And I think, I think that it's a cop-out using that much CG, to be honest. And I think we'd all agree that we'd like to see more practical effects. And when I say practical yes. effects, I mean a fully trained army of apes. Because hmm. the monkeys like... I mean, they like being in films, I feel like. They like sort of mm-hmm. being kept in their little cage and, you know, come out and do this thing and go back in your cage and do it, you know, you get a banana. Like, they're probably loving being in movies. Oh, they're little showmen. And and, and if you could dress them up in the garb of a soldier, like mm. in something like Planet of the Apes, yeah. they would love that. Whenever I see a monkey actor in a movie or TV show, I, I always go, what a lu- lucky animal. Yeah, because yeah. if you are not in the position to be in films as a monkey, your life is probably a nightmare. A lot of uh, monkeys and apes are hunted mm. and killed. Their monkey meat is sometimes sold. Well, they just live in the jungle and they don't have a house, they don't have a car. They don't have a they house, have a they don't have a car. I feel terribly for all the animals out there in the world who live in, in jungles that have no access to a television studio. They've mm. got no driver. Um, they have no uh, human friends even. Maybe some of them live in total seclusion just with other monkeys. I mean, that's very boring. You know, and also humans. You can make the case that a lot of uh, humanity uh, lives in deplorable conditions because of the way the market works. And uh, there's this sort of uh, idea out there that if you work hard, you can you know make something of yourself. And if you're, li- if you're poor, it's your own fault. But I, I really don't agree with that. Well, we could have an entire different podcast about how wrong you are on that one, but, uh, I mean, I don't know if you want to derail as so much, Michael, but that's insane. Who is the biggest diva in the animal acting world? Now, that's a good question. Who is, uh, you know, oh... uh, Oh, my rider said no brown M&Ms. Yeah, or like, I'm not leaving my... not getting out of my trailer to work until this uh, demand is met. I've got three letters for you. M-V-P. No shit. Most valuable primate? He yes. he certainly buys into that. Yeah, he certainly uh, is so a self-fulfilling nice. prophecy. That was a uh, Matt LeBlanc film, right? It was Matt LeBlanc from and, Friends. Yes. And, the, and, he was, and it was this gorilla or something. Oh, so it, he was just a total ass, huh? Well, you know, he just, uh, he he thinks he's the most valuable, right? Yeah, and, You know, he yeah. really bought into the script. Hence the name. He, he ate his brother. Oh, my God. Because they were supposed to, they were supposed to Classic trade. Classic diva move. Trade yeah. on and off uh, in various scenes so the other could get a rest, you know, like the Olsen twins. Yeah. Um, but um, he just ate him because he couldn't stand not being in his spotlight. Is that, is that common for uh, primates to eat 
each other. Yes. And it's as you say, it's a diva move. I mean, I'm pretty. I, Mariah Carey ate a, ate a younger brother, I think, in like the eighties. Um, it's it's just sort of when you can't stand someone else getting attention. I think you eat them. Is it true? And this is for our Canadian listeners. Uh, is it true that the littlest hobo? Uh, got real fat, and now he is sort of uh, a recluse, Ooh. and he won't. No one knows what happened to him. And he's like super, Brian Wilson. Brian Wilson. Uh, he used to be super accessible, and now he he's sort of like even his friends don't know what happened to the littlest hobo. He, uh, you know, what happened is is after the littlest hobo, he got a uh, deal uh, being a representative of a dog food company. And he just kept... Uh-oh. <laughs> yes, he just he got all this dog food for free. He, he, he didn't share it. He ate it all himself. Uh, lost all his friends. And now he, he lives in a doghouse somewhere. I'm not sure. In the woods, I think. Wow. Wow. That's crazy, man. He was really famous. He was known for being super fit. And, like, every day he'd be in the news with, like, a different starlet... Yeah, at a party. Uh, he burned all his bridges, and now there's no one to take him for a walk. And he's ugh. he's just addicted uh, to food. Well, you know, Canadian showbiz, you shouldn't burn any bridges because there's not that no. many of them. So no, no, it's don't true. bite the hand that feeds you either. And you uh, sh- bad boy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, <bad> boy. <laughs> Down. He literally <laughs> bit it. That's so funny. Who is a bad boy? Oh, the um. <laughs> do you remember the Chihuahua uh, who said, "Yo quiero Taco Bell." Oh, From yeah. the commercials for Taco Bell. Not He's bad, eh? He's a little bad boy. Oh, wow. A little he drives rascal. A little, he drives a little tiny SUV. Ah, oh, terrible on gas. And he... I hate him. I hate him. He just drives over people's toes. Oh. He's, he's a real wild boy. Yo quiero Taco Bell. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Wow. How about, how about... I know, I see... I, we pulled up your IMDb here. I see you've worked... Uh, Another Canadian show here. You've worked with some of the actors on um, Heartland, and they are of the of the horsey persuasion. They're horses. Um, what are they like? Are oh, they nice? You know what? They're the most down to earth horses I've met. You know, in the Canadian industry, um, you most of the time uh, you shouldn't you you can't get too much of an attitude because one day you're starring on Heartland, right. the next day you're in obscurity. You're, you're working at Tim Hortons, and uh, <laughs> imagine a horse applying for a job at Tim Hortons. You you, you laughed out of the building. It's like a, it sounds like a New Yorker cartoon. Yeah. Uh, wow, that's interesting. I always wondered about the Heartland horses too because it's such a wholesome show. And uh, you always wondered if they were just total freaks or uh, or pretty nice. No, they're very down to earth. Because yeah. you hear uh, stories, yes. you do. Yeah. yeah, they're actually from um, Alberta, uh, oh. where, they, where they shoot the series. Oh, well, that's nice and, for them. Um, Wild Rose Country. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They just go home to their families every night. It's a very civilized work schedule. Uh, I think everyone on that show is very happy. The cinematographers. That's weird. It's weird. Horses. As a viewer of Heartland, it's because it's a family program. It's been on for I think ten seasons. It's a family program. Yet sometimes in a shot when they show the horses, you see a horse's big flapping dong right on camera, and I'm imagining a bunch of families getting together on a Sunday night eating their supper. All of a sudden, you see a. Uh, 
big horse dong on screen. Oh, that's what, you know what they call that? They call that trainer's bane. Because when you're working with an animal, it's really hard to tell what's going to arouse them, how long it's going to last, and you have to get in there with your coaxing glove. What's the longest horse boner you've ever, and sorry to use that term, that you've ever seen? How long do they last? An Mm. hour? Oh, oh, I thought you meant length. I was going to say two feet. Oh, my <laughs> but God. But how long did they last? Mm, yeah. I'd say uh, the longest I've seen was about an hour, yes. Good but, Lord, God. But typically, as the Wish trainer... Wish I was a horse. <laughs> <laughs> the trainer would get it. Yeah, then someone would come up to you with a coaxing glove and uh, remove your semen. Yeah. Well, I've always felt horses should wear pants. Yeah, that's going to happen. Well, it, it makes sense. They're... Penises are enormous, and if men have to wear pants, I don't see why horses shouldn't. Or large dogs, too. Well, you can, uh, you should write a letter to Prime Minister Justin Trudeau and see how, uh, uh, how far you get with that. Um, well, might have better luck with uh, Prime Minister O'Leary in a couple of years, but. How, why, uh, to start at the very beginning, I have so many questions to ask you. What, when did you get involved in training animals for showbiz? Oh. Shellaraya? Well, in a sense, I've been training animals since I was a little girl. Oh. Because I have a rare condition. Um, uh, I cannot be touched by anyone or touch things. Um, so since I was a young girl, I always used little animals, little raccoons and little squirrels as my envoys uh, so that I could reach out and touch the world. Uh, oh. And then it just sort of grew into a career because I'm the only person who can talk to ferrets and things. <laughs> Very nice. So you're, you can't touch things. No. Huh. Can the animals, so they do your bidding, so I don't mean to make it sound like you're an evil uh, uh, genius or villain, but they do your bidding. They do do my bidding. They do. And actually, um, that is why, uh, that is, that is my service to this building and, and, and how I'm able to take up so many units. I, I, I use them sometimes to, to act as a little, uh, little benefactors for the people living in, in the, in the, in the building to send little messages amongst themselves. It's like a little, little animal communication system. So I provide a service. Really? So, so sort of no. you're, taking, you're taking the idea of the sort of the carrier pigeon, and correct me if I'm wrong, and sort of applying it to uh, squirrels, uh, miniature ponies. One tiger, uh, also one tiger, doves. Uh, I've managed you have to worms, do it. Don't you? Yes, I have worms. I have little uh, glow worms. James has worms, <laughs> but <laughs> not the kind of. Uh, worms I went with some friends on a trip to Costa Rica on a guy's weekend, and I did get worms, but they're gone. Anyway, please intestinal carry on. Intestinal worms? Yeah, intestinal worms. Do you still worms. have them? Or? No. Uh, That's a pity. No. Well, it's not a pity. Trust me, it was disgusting. Um, it eats your food. Well, it serves you right for vacationing in a developing country and sort of uh, like a parasite. You got a parasite for once, so um, anyway. I keep some parasites in a little tank. Hmm. Oh. Can I, I'm, here's why I'd like to do something. I'm going to list off some animals. Um, you tell me if you have them uh, in your sort of menagerie uh, on the top floor. Cow. Yes. Horse. Mm-hmm. Tiger. Yes, yes. Um, I can't think, uh, can't think of any. Great segment idea, Mike. Uh, let me name off some animals. You can only think of three in the world. I'm... I'm sorry, Shalaraya. It's all right. It happens a lot when men are around me. Uh, I think they pick up on... I, I, I'm such a good... Uh, well, you're so delicate. Yes. You're so yeah. delicate. And I yes. think, like, I mean, 
I just want to hug you, but I know I can't no, do that. No, you'll break my skin. I my don't want to break your skin. Yeah, That's why last... can't you touch things? Is it? It's a skin thing. I have incredibly thin skin. Uh, it's 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 barely containing my insides. Um, side note reminds me of a certain current president of the United States of America who also <laughs> has extremely thin. Huh. Well, Skin. that reminds me of a certain premier of Ontario as well, because she's far worse than he is. Kathleen but... Wynne can she can take criticism. No, she's it's worse not the than same Trump. thing as she's Donald Trump. Bannon, she's Kathleen Wynne is Breitbart. much she's different than um, Stalin. But um, do they have the same disorder as I? No, he's trying to be funny. No, we're, he's I am being failing. funny. My disorder is not funny. Well no, said. Never, well said. I but, would never laugh at a woman who has any sort of medical problem. Michael, what are you? Good lord! Uh, so, so you're 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 delicate. You're very delicate. Like, cause mm-hmm. you, ha- I've noticed your your head's shaved. You 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 kind of look like you have thin skin. I just sort of assumed you were ruddy face, but perhaps there's some kind of transparency going on there. Um, I I lost my hair a long time ago. It was all plucked out by the root by my birds, and I I can't ooh, say ah. that I miss it because they used to get all a tangle. It's so funny because you should be sort of gross. But you're lovely. Am I wrong, Michael? That's a really Thank rude you. thing to say to. I said she's lovely. To our guest. No, but she's getting letting birds pick out her hair. She's got this thin skin. She lives with all these animals. She can't touch anything. All right, but she's I, lovely. Yeah, I mean visually, yes, but that I don't sort of judge uh, guests visually. I judge them by the content of their character. Um, do you still? That's where we differ. Carry on. All right. Do you still see, ever see these birds that plucked out your hair? Are you uh, on good terms uh, with them? Oh, yes. They all live in my apartment. Actually, one of them is quite famous. Have you ever seen the film Polly? Polly? Yes. No? I just watched it last week, actually. Yes. Oh, it's, it's, very, it's very fun. He's a, he's a, he's a, little, uh, he's a little parrot, and he has so much attitude. Uh, oh, that is true. That is true. And he does in real life, too. I have to say, he's, he's just as much that bird at home as he is in the film. It's nice to hear that an actor off screen is just yes. as nice and exciting as they are on screen. Because I can imagine some, some performing animals, just like actors who are human are kind of real bastards off screen. Is that true? Oh, yes. They can have quite the attitude. Uh, Who's a a bastard animal actor that you've worked with? uh... Well, I don't like to tell tales. Uh, uh, Will you edit this part out, or is this off the record? Yeah, it's off the record. We'll edit it. Whatever whatever you like. We'll bleep it. Well, the the gentleman horse who played Seabiscuit... Oh. It's, it, he he acts as though he won the triple crown, but it was just a role. So we can't differentiate between fiction and reality. No, he, this he, Joker. No, he's 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 so self-absorbed. He he. Oh. I was I was his representative, and then he he left me. He 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 fired me, and he, he now he's with someone else, another agency. Brutal! What a, what a jackass! I hate Seabiscuit. I have to get a replacement horse. What, what, uh, what, like, what other films have you trained animals for? Mmm. Do you know Babe? Babe, yes. I do. Yeah, yes. great flick. 
I don't have Babe,、mm. but I have one of his siblings who I'm trying to、um, foster his talent. Oh, so the、uh, brother or sister of Babe? Yes, he's not quite as bright as the as the、um, as the piglet who played Babe,、um, but he's he's getting there. Do you, he's he's still learning. What do you do when you're in the middle of training an animal, such as Babe's brother or Sea Biscuit, and you're in the middle of a lesson, and they just plop, they poop? Michael, oh, plop, they poop. Uh, they they learn very early on. They cannot do that in my. Actually, that's a great question. In my presence. Well, hang on a second, because this. I mean, I'm I'm loving chatting with you. Very interesting, but this is still my frigging building. And where the hell is that poop going? I didn't even think of that. That must be an enormous amount of poop. Geez, you just clued in that your top floor of your building is full of animals and well, and animals poop. All of my animals are toilet trained. That's the first thing I do. Wow. And I, the、uh, the actual toilet. Unbelievable! So you got how does a horse or a pig or a cow go to the use the toilet? I had to remove the wall of the bathroom so that they could back back into it. Ah,、oh, interesting.、Um, that's got to make things a little bit、uh, uncomfortable for you when you want a private time in the bathroom and you、yeah. got a giraffe. Yeah, are、uh, you are you and your husband? Or boyfriend? Oh, I、cool、see what with, you're doing. Are you guys cool? I don't know if you're dating anyone or married. Are you guys cool with animals sort of plopping and pooping? And sadly, I I don't currently have a man in my life.、Uh, mm, the last man who ever graced my apartment actually was、um, your uncle James. Oh. Whoa! Whoa! You were.、Uh, let's back up here just for a second.、Uh, listeners will know that.、Uh, Landlord James inherited this building、um, a couple years ago from the original owner, his uncle, who died. And、uh, so you're saying you knew James's uncle? Knew is doesn't even begin to cover it.、Huh. Known. N- n- oh, I can't think of a better. I I, I didn't I didn't get into didn't, this. We can add it. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah. he I、so、we knew each other.、Podcast. We knew each other quite intimately. I can't. Touch a man or be touched by a man, but we would just lie together in my bed, side by side, and let my snake entwine itself around our bodies. Hmm. Oh, that's very erotic and very sad, also because of your condition. Um. So, uh, yeah, you and my uncle. That's interesting. He was quite a bit older than you. You were fine with that. I thought he was such a brave man. He was such a gallant, chivalrous man. Wait, wait! This is someone related to James. That doesn't <laughs> seem to track in my hardy, mind hard, because, hard, hardy, because hard, James hard. is the opposite of those things. You look quite like him, actually. Oh, thank you. We both have the same very dashing figure, the same、uh, regal nose. Oh, that's very flattering, and、uh, that that's nice. You know,、sure. nice that you had a thing with.、Uh, My uncle. I didn't really have much of a relationship with him.、Um, he just left me the building, and I just sort of got it. But I barely spent any time with him. But I miss him dearly.、Hmm. I wish. I, I, do you know that what happened to him in his final moments? Actually, not at all. Nor have I even thought about it. Really, it's but, kind、yeah. of、uh, up in the air how James's uncle died. Some say he was part of a、uh, murder suicide. That took place in this actual building, and Jeremy spoken. Isn't that what Jeremy's about? Yeah, maybe it's about my uncle as well. Jeremy's about your uncle, possibly. Some say,、mm-hmm. um, and other people say that 
James's uncle disappeared on a business trip to South America or mm, something like that. Oh, not Antarctica. Even oh, that could possibly. have been. Could have been. Oh, yeah. no. I think he had some business there. Oh no. Um, do Shalaria, do you think that I in any way resemble James's late uncle? Or that I have a regal nose or that I'm Not uh, quite, but you you do that, remind me of someone. Oh really? Yes. Yes. Who? Um Who is it? Have <laughs> you seen Stuart Little? Uh the mouse in Stuart Little. Yes, I've seen that. <laughs> You just got friend zoned. He's a delightful little creature. Oh. I let him, him scamper about, little... and you have actually very similar gait to him. Oh, that's cute, and that's that's such a harmless animal, isn't it? Just I... a, just an animal you could just be buddies with, uh, right? Shellarai is clearly joking. I don't. No, I don't. Really, no, just a harmless little uh, non-threatening animal. Just a sweet, sweet little mouse. Yeah, but Give Stuart, me a little piece of Stuart. cheese. Would you like a little piece of cheese? Uh, no, I <laughs> yeah, can't. I don't. I'm, I'm not eating dairy this week. Might I just say that Stuart Little could also be a real badass when he wanted to, and that he, uh, there are all sorts of women who would, you know, give their left leg to spend a night with Stuart Little. Hmm. Okay. Um, have you met Dunstan Checks In? Have Dunstan. you ever worked with him? Mm-hmm, yes, yes, yes. He was, we were very close friends for a long time, but My he, condolences, <laughs> my condolences, because he passed away, obviously. Yes, yes, but we had a very charming wake for him, me and the others, where we, we, we reminisced about all our favorite moments from his life and his career, and you know what? Dunstan checks out. Did anyone say that at the funeral? I don't mean to disrespect him. I'm just a bit that, of a punster. And that a, makes me um, a little uncomfortable. He was a good, really close friend of mine. I'm so sorry. I, 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 can, I can make jokes about him because we knew each other, you, you see. I don't know. I'm so sorry. You, I, that was not, I, that's, it's not my place to make that kind of uh, joke. That's all right. That's all right. Gotta ask. Was Jason Alexander at the funeral? Jason and I have a very, uh, a very tremulous relationship. A very, we, 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 well, let's just say there's some history there. Wow. Him and I have very similar, um, scalps, and we bonded over that at first. Yeah, not a lot of, not a lot of hair on Jason Alexander's head. That's interesting. Exactly. Yeah, no, he's definitely got a big uh, horseshoe happening there. Yeah. Oh, so so you sort of bonded over your scalp similarities, and I guess then things just went from there. I I left him for your uncle. Damn. Oh, sorry, Jason. He must have been so much richer than my uncle. Weird move. But your uncle provided me with the rooms for your anim- my animals. Oh, okay. Well, fair enough. Is it true that Jason Alexander and Dunstan once got into a huge dust-up on the set of the film? Yes. Is it true that Dunstan beat the living tar out of Jason Alexander one time? He gave him two black eyes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I don't know if that's funny. That poor guy. It's like, funny. We're still talking about an animal against a human, and it's sort of, I think we should be rooting for the human. Jason Alexander and Dunstan were pretty evenly matched. No. Why should we be rooting for the human, James? Uh, because we're humans, and oh, it's our planet, and we're the top of the food chain, so James and we should be rooting humans, for ourselves. James thinks that God gave animals to humans so that we could use them and eat them for whatever purpose we need to to sustain the human race. Yeah. Are we not also animals? 
Exactly. No. Thank you so much, Shellaria, for saying that. That's I, 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 that's offensive. I'm not an. We're not animals. Okay. Do we not difference. crawl around on our bellies like a snake? Of course we do. Or do we not trot or gallop like our friend the horse? Uh, Michael, do you do those things? Uh, when I'm at a wedding or a party and I've had some, you know, cider, I will do something like that. Yeah. Have you never given ha- given over to your to your baser instincts? Um. Ding, 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 ding. Yes, he gives over to his uh, baser instincts uh, 24-7, I'd well, say. Well, when you show me a, I'd you know, that. raccoon that will, you know, drink with me uh, and go party in Costa Rica for a weekend with me and uh, other guys, then I'll be like, oh, yeah, base instincts, cool. James but up until then, no thanks. James thinks animals are worthless because they, they don't have the entrepreneurial spirit that humans have, and he only sees the world in terms of dollars and cents. Hmm. <laughs> You know what? I I could introduce you to a raccoon that fits just your description. You'd be very surprised. All right. I'm I'm color me intrigued. Let's set it up. Hopefully it's rabbit and it bites James. Hopefully, uh, yeah. Hopefully it it does get rabbit and bites me. It bites you. And then I get rabid. And then I, you know, bite you, dude. And then you pass away. Sorry. Still alive. It's just we do this podcast. We're having a bit of a rough and it's hard, one today. It's hard not to get antagonistic. You know, you spent James, all this time in this booth. James insisted on doing an ad for the show today, and I was not cool with it. And he just You're a capitalist, right? When you go to make money. You know, currently the two of you remind me of two elks during mating season, just banging your uh, antlers together. Ew. Doing a, a threat display. Hmm. That's what I. That's all I see right now. Or or two two great apes just flinging feces at each other. Well, I'll tell you one thing: the feces thing really is more accurate than the mating thing. I am not looking to mate with uh, James right now. I'll tell you that much. Right now, at all. Well, I don't know, I, my, I, Michael. I wouldn't put it past you uh, in terms of I do. I don't remember the last time you've talked about actually. Michael alludes to having dates. And I don't see them. I walk around the building. I wouldn't live in this piece of shit. But I walk around the building. And there we go. I do not hear anything going on in Mike's room. So the guy's so desperate. He may uh, make you know be, be reaching plenty, out to his po- podcast co-host. I have plenty of dates, and if they do stay the night, we're very quiet. I we have. I like to have quiet sex. It's a thing. Oh God. I'm what do you sorry. mean it's a thing? It's a, there's a whole community. Do there's a whole community. Let's not talk about this now. We have a no, guest. No, wait. Yeah, how how quietly do you have Yeah, sex? you have quiet Quiet sex? as a church mouse. Oh, see, I knew you were a little Stuart Little. What? So no, wait, I mean I what, don't mean, Is there a term for this community, the quiet sexers? It's like quiet like QSC, quiet sex community. Oh, gross. Did it's you, not gross. Right. So do you, do you, re, you meet other QSCers online or something? Yeah, they're on Bumble. There are some on Tinder. And they, like, they start with something like, shh. That's like a symbol. It's like a, sorry, it's a sign. Sort of like a secret code language. If someone's first Bumble or Tinder message to you is, shh. That's... Then you know that's a quiet sex woman. So that all the people who aren't QSCers just get a first message from you saying shh. Yeah, that's if that's I match insane. with you on Tinder or Bumble, I will send you the message shh. And, oh. and you either I'll tell you one thing: you either get it or you don't. 
What if oh they God. don't get it? What do they think? They don't know what to do. They, they probably they think get you're offended. a total asshole. Yeah, they, well, they do, but... So you bring home... Uh, you, you, you and this woman have a nice evening, and then you're both QSCers, yeah. and then you, quite, what, as, silently make love? As quiet as possible, yeah. Why? It just... It just it's, it's, society wants you to be loud all the time, and I, this is a way to rebel against that... Idea. By just silently, silently. emotionlessly, solemnly having intercourse. I could be... Sounds fun. I could be a foot away from you, reaching climax, and you would never know. Because it's so imperceptible. What a joyous life this sounds like. Just... Our, Have you ever uh, thought... My I'm so, we, I feel like we've gone off the rails here. Well, I've, I'm interested. Anyway, carry on, Shilleray. Michael... Don't forget, you are yourself an animal. Have you ever thought that maybe you should let yourself be inspired to bellow or howl or bark? You seem so caged up, like you yourself Thank are you. a cage. Thank you. And you're no, Michael. Your animal is deep within, dying in the cage. You need to set it free. Come oh. upstairs to my chambers. I'll take you to the mating room, and you can get a first-hand lesson. <coughs> Um, uh, yeah, go for it. Go for it. I don't know if I feel comfortable. She wants. Wait, you want me to watch the animals in your place making love? Yes. James, I'm scared out of my wits right now. I don't know how to be a loud guy. Just go with it, okay? Just go with it. Have fun. Relax. This is a good opportunity. See for how you. see how much my hand is trembling right now. Yeah, you two guys go up there, and we'll end the segment here. And uh, you know, come go. back. I don't want to go. Michael, just go. Oh. All right. We'll be um, okay. We'll take a, a short break, and we will be right back on the uh, landlord and tenant pod mess. Welcome back to the Landlord and Tenant Pod Mess. I'm Landlord James, and uh, Michael and uh, Shellaraya went up to her room, and I'm not sure what they're doing. Michael's been pretty lonely for a while, so I'm just sort of hoping that this is a, I don't know, maybe the start is something for him. Maybe it's sort of a fun vibe that they'll get into each other or something like that. I'm just kind of trying to help Michael out here. So so it's just me until Michael and Shellaraya come back. Oh, oh my God. I think they're here. Hey, you're back. Shellaraya, Michael. Here, Lance take a seat. How, I think. How was it? What's <laughs> what's going on, guys? I wink, trouble, wink. I'm ah. trouble meeting people, so I'm not sure what what he's ah. How was it, Mike? How was it? Ah, I didn't. I didn't like what we saw in the mating room at all. What? Why? Well, it was beautiful. I, I saw all these animals, uh, many of them famous, uh, engaged yes. in all number of uh, sexual acts. It was like the Bosch uh, uh, Garden of Earthly Delights painting, except not not as nice. Oh, I thought uh, I thought it might be sort of just a you know sexy it, vibe, and maybe it was, I don't know, maybe. Maybe I did not guys. like it. There was also all all these celebrity animals were doing stuff. Eddie from Frasier, he was uh, fucking Dunstan from Dunstan Checks In. Yeah, and, yes. and Dunstan, he was fucking MVP, most valuable primate. And I'm sorry to use words like this. 
<laughs> wow. They really get along. And it's funny because they're not even from the same film franchise. No, it was weird. It was like a, cross, uh, a crossover, but with sex. Anything happens in the sex pit. But oh. that's how I loosen them up before a big film, a big, a big, big performance. Wow. Oh, so many disgusting things. Uh, do you remember The Littlest Hobo? The Canadian celebrity, Littlest Hobo, the dog? Yeah. He was uh, eating at the butt of the Taco Bell Chihuahua. That's unfair to say. It's actually his grandson. It's not the Littlest Hobo proper. And the noises, so many barks and howls. How do you, I don't know how you live with that. Were you inspired at all? No, I didn't like it. I'm surprised. Oh, God, Michael. (sighs) Uh, who else was there? Oh, this is the mo- James. I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to tell you what. This. I mean, we we have our differences, but I don't even want to put this image in your mind. What? Okay, I'll do it. Do you remember the stingray that became famous for murdering Steve Irwin, the crocodile hunter? Yeah. Well, guess who was in the corner watching all the animals having sex, jerking his own bone off. The stingray who killed Steve Steve Irwin Irwin. was watching? He was watching in the corner like a real big pervert while Marcel from Friends got a BJ from uh, Arabud's grandson. Oh, for God's sake. Shalaraya. Good Lord. It's disgusting. Oh, sorry, man. I thought. It's a microcosm of the animal kingdom. Oh, my God. I thought she was sort of being like, you know, using metaphors and stuff. I didn't think she was actually just going to show you animals having sex. If anything, she was underselling what was going on up there. Oh, Jesus. I'm sorry. Oh. That stingray, you know, he he's a very devilish spirit. I mean, what do you expect? He, yeah. he committed murder. I had to rescue him before he, he was taken in by the police. Wow, <sighs> disgusting. I'm starting to think this hairless, uh, thin-skinned uh, woman who was a room full of animals is weird. Guess what else was going on, too, before I forget? Two, you know the show Heartland on CBC? It's a Canadian show. Sure, yeah. Heartland? Well, two of the horses from Heartland were 69ing. Oh, for God's sakes. Jesus I nearly Christ. got sick. I hope everyone who's a fan of films and, and television can appreciate that actors need to let off some steam and they need to find inspiration for their roles. They have to dig deep. Mm. Someone obviously isn't a film buff. I am not. That's a well-established fact on this show. Yeah. I've only seen three seen movies, a, maybe just four. Just a few movies, yeah. Oh. Well, let's... let's, uh, let's James, I'm against eviction usually, but you've got to evict this I woman. I can't. My uncle wrote a special thing in the lease, and she can't be evicted, or, or even with the animals. Uh, okay, well, let's take a break. Let's re, uh, re-collect ourselves, Michael. Uh, the cow from the Philadelphia cream cheese ad was... Uh, you don't even want to know what yeah. she was putting up there. Oh. <laughs> it was the rabbit from the Cadbury commercial. It was that. God damn it. All right, um, let's, let's take a break and come back with our last segment and kind of get ourselves together here. You know the drill. It's 3 p.m., you're hungry, you're grumpy, your stomach is rumbling, you're in the dumps because the left-wing media's unchecked crusade to impose further regulations on the oil and gas industries because of quote-unquote man-made climate change is running amok, and you need a snack. Quick. That's when you, my friend, need to chunk. Chunkers Peanut Butter is the only peanut butter that gives you the energy you need to fight the hunger monster, and the left-wing libtards want to ram their unnecessary environmental regulations down your throat. Chunkers. Get your chunk on at chunkers.ca. So, welcome back to 
the remains <clears throat> of the landlord and tenant pod mess. I am, of course, Tenant Michael. And I'm Landlord James. I had to take a bit of a break and dunk my head in a bucket of cold water after the sights I saw up in our guest Shellariah's mating room in her apartment up there. Um, how are you doing, Shellariah? I'm still fine, thank you. Great. Um, so maybe to, to cool ourselves down, um, let's play a fun game. Fun game to end on a happy note, hopefully. Um, it's a game many of you know. We call it Mary Boink Kill, but I know some people call it Mary F-Word Kill. We're going to call it Boink Kill, just to keep this uh, family friendly. Um, so anyway, who should go first uh, with this? Uh, I can, if you like. Or you, you go first, Michael. Me? Okay, sure, sure. Uh, Mary Boink Kill. So who would I marry if I could choose anyone? I would marry... Uh, Easy. Ontario Premier Kathleen Wynn. She's doing a great job. I'd love to Insane. I'd love to wake up beside her every morning and uh I'd love to walk her down the aisle and uh say, you know, sh- share our vows together and I think she's insane choice. No, I love I think I'd love to marry Kathleen Wynn. Uh who would I boink or as some people call it F? Um I would have to say Pamela Anderson. A, she's Canadian, um, and I, I like that a lot. That's sort of what I'm looking for in a sort of sex, sexual partner. Sexual partner, sorry. i got marbles in my mouth. And uh, kill, who would I kill? Uh, easy again, uh, my landlord, James Hartnett. Kill him dead. Uh, kill him dead and then go take my wife Kathleen Wynn on our honeymoon. Um, uh, yeah. Wow, all right. Well, I'll do mine. Uh, Mary... Um... How about uh, Ann Coulter? She's intelligent. She's funny on Twitter. She's, you know, mm. you can imagine having some nice time with her. Mm. Uh, F. Boink. How about uh, Megan Kelly? Fox News. Mm. And, well, if you're going to kill me, then I'll kill you. I'll kill you first, and then you'll, you won't be able to, so it doesn't matter. All right, well, uh, shall I? Oh, this is a fun question. Uh, I suppose I'd have to marry the gorilla from Congo uh, oh. because he is so large and he could look after me in the jungle. Yeah. Uh, I would love to boink uh, uh, the golden retriever Shadow from uh, from Homeward Bound. Oh, I hear he's, I hear he's very... Uh, he's spry oh. for an old, yes. an old one, and we all know, James, that I like older men. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, like your uncle. And then... Who, who would you kill? Who would you kill, Shalariah? Oh, Seabiscuit. The performer who played Seabiscuit in the film. The guy sounds like a real, a real pain in the caboose, can't tell the difference between uh, fantasy and reality. He's unprofessional. Yeah. Well, uh, interesting show this week. I yeah, think that'll about wrap it up. That's, that's a word I would use, yeah. Yeah. Um, Shalariah, thanks for joining us. Do you have anything you want to plug? or? Oh, yes. Uh, there's a new Airbud film coming out soon, and um, I think you'll really enjoy it because he's going to try his hand at volleyball. Oh, that's kind of fun. A new sport, a new chapter. <laughs> Um, well, everybody, uh, thanks so much uh, for listening. Please be sure to check us out on uh, Twitter. Or at uh, LTPodMess on Twitter. And uh, we'll catch you next time.
the Landlord and Tenant Podmess was created and recorded by your co-hosts Michael Balazzo and James Hartnett. Today's special guest was Stephanie Callender.